But you really need to make sure you're getting the correct information that you need to make an informed choice as to whether this person is the right fit for you, for the company, for the job in question. Welcome to Scaling Simplified, a weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams, finance, strategies, and startups to help you scale a business you're not a slave to. I'm Pip. And I'm Georgia. And between us, we have over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are talking all about the first steps to take when it comes to building your team. So if you're a solopreneur and you're feeling like you want a little bit more help in your business, this is the episode for you. We're going to be talking about why it's important to build a team and those first steps you should be taking. I know it can be really overwhelming when it comes to building out a team and going from zero to lots of employees, but there are some really simple steps we can take to understand the best way to start building. So I think the first thing to jump into, though, is, Georgia, why is it important that we think about this and we don't completely dive in and hire a whole load of people without really putting any thought into it? That's a good question. And it's definitely something we see people do, just start hiring before thinking. But there are, first of all, there's some really obvious benefits to building a team, such as it's going to increase the capacity of work you can do within your business, the number of clients you can service. And it also brings enhanced expertise into the business as well. So you can really add to what you're delivering to clients. But probably the biggest reason that people start to do this when we're transferring from that kind of solo, solopreneur status to really quite busy is that it's going to improve your work-life balance because you will find at this point you have a million things to do. So if you can start to build a well-structured team, you can start to drive that business growth in the right directions, and you can really start to focus on more of the strategic decision-making that you need to do as a business owner. So as I said, the first reason that we're thinking about growing this team or building this team is to increase that capacity. It means taking on more clients. It means maybe going in a slightly more niche direction or perhaps even starting to work with higher level clients. Whatever your field, whether you're a coach, whether you're in legal, whether you're a marketeer, as your experience grows, you want to take on those bigger and meatier problems and challenges that clients are presenting. So a bigger team means you can still serve those bread and butter clients that maybe came with you at the beginning, but you can start to work on leveling up and serving those clients and those projects that really light you up. So to do that, the other reason we might want to grow is maybe we we'll want to bring in some more expertise to help us with that. We can either be building sort of at the more junior end to serve those bread and butter clients, or we're building a team that can help us work across all sorts of different sectors, different areas. Perhaps they're bringing marketing or operations, or perhaps we're just looking to solve problems better for our clients or be more innovative than we have been up until this stage. Yeah, I totally agree. And this is exactly the same as e-com businesses too. If we can bring on the right team members, we can increase the number of products we're selling. And if we bring in that right expertise, we can be bringing in people who are really helping us tweak that marketing, our websites, build better products with us, fulfill our products better in order to have happier customers and therefore create more revenue and profit for ourselves. But I do also love that you mentioned improved work-life balance. I think when we start out as solo entrepreneurs, 
We are really working our bums off, aren't we, to get our business off the ground. And you get to a point where you can't sustain this forever. And it's not why we created our business. And so being able to bring in people to take on some of the admin work, some of the operational work, some of the work that maybe we're just not that good at or we don't really enjoy doing really helps us free up time to spend with our family, to have some fun, to go on holiday and really reap the rewards of why we're building the business in the first place. And then obviously when you have team members, you can really then focus on your business growth. If you have people who can take off some of those time-consuming admin tasks, you then as the leader can start focusing on revenue-generating activities. You can look for new opportunities that might be selling new products. It might be being able to take on bigger, more exciting client projects, but it really gives you the opportunity to go out and sell a bit more to the market and see what's out there and explore your options. So for me, the absolute first thing you need to look at when you're thinking about hiring members for your team is looking at where the bottleneck is in your business and which directions you're trying to grow that business in. Would you agree, Pip? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? The thing I see so frequently is that client sales are coming in product sales are coming in. We kind of figured that bit out, but we just don't have enough time, right? There are just not enough hours in the day to work. And if we try and work all the hours, we're tired. So we make mistakes and it's not very fun. So if you feel that your cash flow is actually okay, you've got that consistency of clients and sales coming in, but your time poor, you want to start thinking about who could take some of those tasks out of your hand that you are maybe not very good at or that take up lots of your time are quite simple, repetitive tasks. And this is going to look different for everyone. But for example, you know, a lot of people get help with their social media or with their marketing, or it might be that you get someone in to come and do bookkeeping for you or do your product fulfillment. You know, those admin repetitive tasks, which actually you don't need to be doing as the business owner and you could bring somebody else in. That's possibly, you know, the first place you want to start off with that frees up your time, which then means you can serve more clients or you can go out and develop and sell more products. Yeah. And I think, as I'm sure we've said before in a previous episode, that might be that actually the first place you're hiring someone is in your house to help you with some of that time consuming stuff so that you can spend more time on the business. But imagine that you have set up your business and you have actually brought with you quite a good reputation from whatever industry you were working in before. And you find yourself fully booked quite quickly, which is an amazing situation to be in. But for you, the bottleneck now is going to be around the client delivery. You just can't look after all these clients that are coming to you with the amount of time that you've got. So your first stop is probably going to be thinking about, okay, I actually need to scale in terms of who is looking after all of these clients. So it's getting really clear on what you need. So what do you really need in terms of what your clients want, the expertise they need? What do you need in terms of you keeping elements of the role? What are the bits that you really love and you don't want to relinquish? What are the bits you could relinquish in that client delivery? And actually, Are there areas that you maybe could find someone that does it better than you do it? Because if we think about everything we help our clients with, there are definitely parts where we have some real expertise and we love and it really lights us up. And there are other parts. For me, it would be the super detail orientated bits that possibly are not our favorite parts. And we could start to move that over to someone that has expertise in that area. It's really about bringing in the right people, isn't it? And you know something I also think in terms of examples of when to bring someone in, something that people don't think about. 
But often if you're not making enough sales, we think I can't afford to bring team in. I don't need to bring team in. I'll bring in team when I'm making more money. But actually it might be that we need to invest in getting marketing support and getting somebody who's an expert in marketing to help us bring those clients in and bring those sales in. You know, it really is that there is no size, one size fits all. It really depends on where that bottleneck is in your business. And I think the most important to think thing to think about is thinking back to that return on your investment. And I know we did an episode on this. So if you, if you want to know more about that, go back and listen to episode two. But I think it's really understanding with the investment I'm making in, or what is my return? And that doesn't necessarily mean hiring a VA or hiring someone for social media. It's about where do you need the support? And to be honest, this is probably a point in your business where you could really benefit from working with a coach. Somebody that is an external pair of eyes on your business to help you find the leaks, find the bottlenecks and work out how to fill those. Because sometimes we need to be a little bit more creative about it than we've been led to believe. I think there are no set job roles. You can create exactly what you need within a business. But what we aren't going to do is put together a list of tasks that we need filled within the business and then go out and look for somebody to take those tasks on. Instead, what we're doing is thinking about who, who do I need alongside me in my business to really make this successful? So to do that, we need to think about who we are within the business and what we need as our kind of supportive person. So it might be that I'm a coach who loves to coach, but I'm quite shy and I don't love all of that initial contact. I don't love putting myself out there. I need someone that can come in and support me, sing my praises on social media, drum up business for me. I need someone who loves to build relationships, is great at putting my thoughts into words and who buys into and supports my bigger vision. So that's who I need. I need a person that is gonna big me up and sell me to the world. Or maybe I'm someone that's really full of ideas. Perhaps I can get a million things done at once, but I change course quite quickly. And I'm not terribly good at prioritizing what needs doing. I'm good at executing some things, but other things I just don't quite get done. I don't love the detail. So then I need someone that is brilliant at pulling all these thoughts together, managing me and my thoughts and helping me to prioritize and keep on track with the big vision of the, of the business. Sorry, I'm going to say that again. And keep on track with the big vision goals. So I need someone who understands my vision and is keeping me accountable for what I'm saying. So that could be a business assistant who just gets it, who gets me. That's what I need. That's the who that I need in this situation. So once we've worked out who we need, we can start to see what versions of that who we can find. Then eventually we can work out exactly what are the tasks that are going to help them to achieve the outcomes that we need from their role. But we're not starting with the task, we're starting with the who. I agree with this so much. I think the mistake so many people make is they go based on skills and they forget about somebody's value and the personality because that's what's so important. We can teach skills, right? You can't teach whether values or personality are going to fit in with your way of working in your business. So on that, that's one key tip is make sure that you, you go for the personality and the values and the who rather than the skills. 
Let's also share some tips because I know we really like everybody to go away from the podcast and, you know, make notes and go away in action in their business. So let's share, Georgia, some of those key points that listeners can go and take into their business today and action. Okay, so the first one is definitely think about the who, who you need to help you realize your big goals. And that might be more than one person. There might be two different personalities you need in there supporting you. So then the second is be clear on why you are hiring. Is it to bring in more expertise, in which case you will probably be working alongside each other? Is it to take things off your plate so you have more time to focus on strategy? If so, what sort of personality type are they? What kind of skills do they need to have to do that well? Or is it to bring in more revenue to the business in form of lead generation, creating passive income streams or something else? So be really clear on why you're hiring this person. And you also really need to think about your ROI, as we mentioned earlier. What is that return on that investment? What cash do you have? What can you spend? And therefore, Who do you need to bring in to ensure that you're getting that return? And again, that's something where if you're not sure about this, go and find somebody who knows this and can help you figure out your numbers when it comes to this. So you end up hiring, you know, from a place of knowing where to go. And this is exactly where I see so many of my clients going wrong. They've hired based on what they think they can afford or what they think they need. And actually, you just need to play with the numbers and then you really get it right. The other tip that I think is, again, quite an underrated tip. It's learning how to interview properly. And it's hard when you interview for someone for the first time, right? And I'm sure we can do an episode on some really tactical tips here. But you really need to make sure you're getting the correct information that you need to make an informed choice as to whether this person is the right fit for you, for the company, for the job in question, and learning to be able to ask the right questions and really dive into what's important to you is so important. And again, this is where I'd always advise, go get a coach to help you with the finances, go get a coach to help you with the interviewing, go find someone who can help you if that's not something that you feel confident with. Definitely, definitely. I really second that. And I think interviewing is a bit of a skill and it takes some practice and you need someone to help you work out how to do it well. So the next thing that you're really going to want to focus on, and again, maybe you need someone to help you with this in terms of the strategy. How are you going to onboard this new team member? Just because you have hired them and they've now appeared in your business does not mean they're going to suddenly magically solve all your problems. I'm afraid. So this is something you can actually start to think about as soon as you realize that you might be hiring for this role. It doesn't need to take you hours, but you can do and you must do it properly on board these team members so that they've got the best chance of surviving in the role, but also really flourishing in the role and bringing as much to it as they can. So similar to onboarding them, another aspect that you really want to focus on is communication. Everything to do with communication with bringing this team member on. So we're looking at delegating outcomes, not tasks, as I've mentioned before. We want to create some really good feedback loops so that we know exactly what is happening with our new team member without micromanaging them. We want to be praising them and encouraging them and seeing them really move forward in this role and get the most from it themselves. And I also think that when it comes to communication, it's communicating our vision for the business and our vision for the team and the culture. 
And that really then helps us ensure that we're making sure that everybody working for us feels really inspired in their role. It's really important. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's really important that people feel inspired and want to turn up to work and want to do a good job. And so when you get to that stage where you're communicating your vision so people feel inspired and you're also communicating just on the day to day and how tasks and outcomes are are going, you then will be able to feel that your team members are inspired in their role, but also that you can manage them in a way that doesn't involve you micromanaging and then having to be on top of them all the time. And that really just comes down to different forms of communication over different parts of your business. And then finally, your leadership skills. And this one I think can be quite a scary thing for people to really feel that they need to step up into that next level of leadership. But it's something that, you know, we get to practice and we get to enjoy the ride of building the team. And so having a community around you of leaders or working with a coach or finding a group of other small business owners that you can lean on and have discussions with will really help you with your leadership skills. You know, be open to saying, I didn't get this right, learn from it and move on. And that to me is what a great leader is. It's it's saying, I'm really good at this. This I'm not so good at. And I'm happy to put my hands up and say, I'm not very good at. And I will bring somebody else in to help me. And I'm going to listen to what they say and implement it in. So don't worry if you don't feel like you've had any leadership experience. It's all about how you can learn and grow as your team grows. And Georgia, I think if I'm right, you have something that might help our listeners with this. Am I right? Absolutely. I'm going to put a link in the comments. This is 100% what I specialize in, helping people build out their teams, identify exactly what they need, how they're going to do it best way forward. So if you head to the show notes, you will find a link to my higher and scale masterclass, which is free. You can go into it in a lot more detail there. And we look forward to hearing any feedback or further questions you've got on the topic. Thank you for listening to Simplified Scaling. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And if you know someone that would love this episode too, why not share it on your stories? And don't forget to tag us. We love it when you get in touch. Head to the show notes and drop us a DM or send us an email. We can't wait to hear about your business.